Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Okay, welcome to the Say What Show. It's December 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me on the call is uh, Mona Radler and Dolly Howard. I don't see, is Jan up yet? No, she's, she, okay, she's not on the call right now, so she's probably trying to get her sound system right. Uh, we couldn't hear her, and apparently she couldn't hear us. Uh, so she's, going, she's rebooting. Hopefully she gets on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, um... Okay, Walt's not here. He's uh, had a, he's ju he just needs some time off. The situation with his mom and, you know, every going to the rehab and all that stuff is completely warmed down. And, um, it, it, you know, he had a, a, a little minor health scare because he got uh, uh, dehydrated. And that made him think, I better pay attention to what I'm doing. So he's going to be off for the next few shows and hopefully he'll get back sooner than later okay jan is here jan can you hear me i can now yes okay. i had to reboot <laughs> okay all right excellent and uh you know we're, i just was introducing this show and i told him that you know walt's going on hiatus here for a while um but uh let's see okay well you you're here jan i'm going to just say that was another amazing show uh, Thank you. It certainly is unraveling, and we will talk about it. Uh, but did you mm, want to you want to say hi definitely. to the hi the, to the audience? <laughs> yeah, hi everybody. Lovely to be here again. I've been back quite a bit in the last month, but it's <laughs> lovely to be here again. I always enjoy the shows, and thank you so much for being here and listening and chatting. It's great yeah. to have that interaction. And, and she's she's admitted that she's starting to become a night person. <laughs> oh well i'm having so many late nights now because i'm still having to do things that i committed to when i was in the u.s and they're all flipping pacific time so it's like eight hours difference so i'm getting into the habit of being up till one in the morning <laughs> it's crazy so we so we know she What's the matter with the microphone? She won't fall asleep on us. She's gotten used to it. Well, uh, Do <laughs> Dolly, hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? We're good. Hmm. Yeah. And Mona. <clears throat> you gonna say hi to everybody? I tried. <laughs> you tried. Hey, uh, okay. So. Um, well, do, do, Dolly, you you listen to the show, Jan's show. Is there anything yeah. you wanted to ask her or you know comment on? Oh, I just want to sit here and say, why, 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 why didn't people listen to us about the awful poison shot? Oh. Uh, you know, Love I. It. Yeah, I, I remember when, when I was listening to her and they were, she was, I mean, the statistics, I, of course, the notes I took are over there. The statistics that you were um, spouting, do you, do you, Jan, just can you run them down, you know, for the people here a little bit? The, the New Zealand guy was amazing. Do you remember that information? 
I'm not sure I can remember it off the top of my head, but I think the um, I probably still got the article well, let around me, let here. Me get, let me get my notes. Uh, but it was something like you know a really big percentage of people who had um, had the vax well the vaccine the kill shot yeah. um, had um, you know deaths. Uh, here we are. Ten, I mean, the the article I was talking about was actually from Slay News, and it was saying that the leaked New Zealand vax data exposes 10 million worldwide deaths, which, I mean, is... I don't think any of us are surprised about this because we knew what it was. I mean, I knew it was a complete... I knew COVID was a scam from day one because, um, you know, if we've been in that um, conspiracy theory community for long enough, we can spot it a mile off. Um, and it was like this whole COVID thing is a scam and of course, when they introduced the kill shots, it was like, oh, okay, um, you know, the whole thing just stank to high heaven, as far as I was concerned. And thankfully, a lot of other people felt the same. But a lot of people were were, you know, scared, the old fear porn, into succumbing and complying with that um, propaganda and um, you know we're seeing so still seeing I mean I follow this Twitter account sudden death and you know the number of new reports about young people and when I say young I include people in the 50s because they're still young for goodness sake um, you know it's like so many people are dropping dead from this, literally. And, you know, the Andrew Bridgen in the UK, he, he's a, um, an MP for one of the areas in Leicestershire, which is not far from where I used to live before I moved to the US. He is being an absolute um, hero in terms of getting these debates in front of parliament but you've got the health secretary saying when he announced this information about the new zealand figures he was the the health secretary said oh it's been debunked and it was only just after the the report had come out so you know, these politicians are absolute criminals. They are denying any of the vaccine um, injuries. They're denying um, any of the deaths. And it, it is just unconscionable, in my view. And the thing is, the data is coming out in so many places. I, I talked about Korea who have been um, publishing their data. And um, even in the UK, the data's coming out. It, it's just, um, I think Croatia, again, uh, there are several of the 
MEPs from particularly the Eastern European countries who are coming out and, and publicising the information, but also saying there is no way we are going to sign this WHO pandemic treaty that they're trying to push where you give your sovereign the country's sovereignty away in the event that they decide to announce a pandemic and the fear-mongering continues we've got newspaper articles over here oh we've now not got three viruses that are now you know rampant in the uk and and you ought to start wearing masks and i think similar things are happening in the in the us you know pushing the masks and oh it's just crazy but i think the the main thing is that it's a sign of panic that they have to try and push the same old you know fear porn stories on people to get them to comply again with more tyranny and everything um and more and more people are waking up to it and say no we're not going to comply so that that is a positive definitely but you still see people on twitter saying oh yeah you know you've got to get your vaccine and (laughs) another booster and everything else is like really what happened to your brain cells (laughs) but then i think the the shots killed those as well so it's probably uh just another symptom i think a lot of what we're seeing now is the prion disease the Mm. mental stuff because what it affects is the brain and is putting holes in it and basically people just their synapses aren't working no absolutely absolutely and they can be directed by so many technical things like mk ultra kind of stuff you know oh yes yeah and also we've got you know the i made a comment about you know all these cases in china and there were reports that when they were showing people dropping dead in the street right at the beginning of the COVID thing, apparently they, they, in the cities that were affected, they just turned on all these 5G towers. Right. So I think it's, you know, we've got a combination of several things here. We've got, yeah, the, the, um, the gene therapy, uh, therapy, um, with all the, um, with the graphene oxide and all sorts of other things in there, plus the 5G. And, you know, that is having an effect as well, plus the fact that the the kill shots destroy your immune system. I mean, they call it VAGE, you know, vaccine, autoimmune, um, whatever it is, deficiency syndrome, you know. Also in the environment, it's coming through the water. Everything is getting so recycled and people don't realize that we're ingesting such poisons and toxins that everybody's body's going to react different and basically we're all being murdered. Yeah, and the chemtrails, of course, although some people say, oh, you know, they're actually 
the white hats clearing the atmosphere i'm not sure i buy that buy into that completely i mean oh you get chemtrails here they were here um well sometimes you don't have blue sky enough here to be able to see them but um the last few days on the odd occasion we got a blue sky it's like hello they're chemtrailing again you know um I mean, I I never touch, I never drink or cook with tap water. I always I have a a, a countertop reverse osmosis purifier. I had one in the U.S. and I got the same model when I got to the U.K. and I absolutely love it. And that will strip out most things. I mean, I can't guarantee it strips everything out, but it gets rid of the fluoride and all the rest of the chemicals and things. But, and, and you know, I have a belief system that says I'm never going to get sick. So I don't get sick. <laughs> Whereas so many people are indoctrinated into sickness being their status quo they expect to get sick they read something about a virus and suddenly they're coming down with all the symptoms you know and of course a lot of people especially our age have been you know convinced that when you're at a certain age you have to fill your body with pharmaceutical uh, poisons as well which completely destroys your normal bodily heal self-healing function so i think there are a lot of factors here which are actually combining into basically creating sick communities right it's <clears throat> it's um i mean as i as i listen to you talk i my sister, the RN, who, you know, knows how I think and blah, blah, blah. I sent her, I'm try, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the most well-known uh, and respected doctors on the face of the earth that was uh, saying that the vaccines were bioweapons. And this was really early. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, really early in the game. And, <clears throat> you know... She wrote me and said she, she apologized for going off on me. But it was like, look at I can't... You, you say that you read the medical professionals. You say that you read the medical science. Well, then why don't you take a look at this? And I sent her that one and another one. And I've never heard another thing from her. And, huh. you know, you're, you're, an, you're an RN. Your sister who you seem to have liked for about 70 years, um, she's telling you something, and all you could say was you're an insane kook, right? <laughs> and then badmouth me to the rest of the family to the point that only my brother Mike talks to me. Okay, so what, what she, <clears throat> what's she going to do? If, if her brain is even functioning, because, of course, she took all the vaccinations, when she realizes that I had told her well before any of them even got involved with the vaccinations and that she went around and told everybody they had to get them. I mean, you know, some of the, if you're, if you're a morally 
intact human being who made a dreadful, dreadful decision. And you were responsible for people dying because they listened to you. And I'm, I'm just using my sister as an example, but I'm sure there was a lot of other people out there, doctors and whatever, you know, that... I mean, I, I don't know how you'd handle that when you were given forewarning that mm. this was what it was and you just didn't, you didn't want to believe it. You, you wouldn't believe your sister, whose life has been dedicated to doing research into all of this stuff and have, has written books on it, has a radio program that, you know, is an international radio program. I've had it since 16, and before that I was on radio for two years talking to people. You, you don't want to give me any credibility because what? I don't have a medical degree? You know, <laughs> it's so sick. It's like saying you can't describe what a woman is because you're not a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they say the prophet can never go home. And I did understand that finally after that whole, you know, BS with my sister. It, you know, it was just mm. like... And I was telling... All I was asking her was a question about ivermectin. I said, I just heard about ivermectin. What do you know about it? Oh, you lunatic, you're going to get some horse pa parasite thing and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and now the CDC has put it on protocol for COVID. Yeah. Well, I knew about ivermectin because I had horses and I used to deworm them. Although, actually, um, I, I, I stopped doing regular deworming because the parasites can build up resistance to it. So I would do stool samples um, to see whether the, they did have worms. And most of the time they didn't because it was a closed community of horses. This was at the, um, this was at the ranch in Texas. But so I knew about ivermectin. I just I didn't know that it was also you know used against malaria or it, you know there's been a Nobel Prize for the inventor or the discoverer of it, inventor of it, whatever it is. So um, I mean, so much information has come out now about how effective ivermectin and fenbendazole which is used in as a dog wormer, how that effective they are against cancer, against all sorts of things. And, of course, it's all suppressed because um, it doesn't make money for big pharma. But well, I, have, I have found these New Zealand numbers. Um, one batch of Pfizer vaccine, 21% uh, death rate. Yeah. Um, Another batch of vaccine, 20, nearly 25% death rate. And of course, this is New Zealand where that, that demon, Jakinda Ardern, um, forced it on, I think it's 95% of the population. I mean, she is just evil. And I, I have a somebody, I had somebody who was a friend for quite a long time, even helped out at the festival that I did in 2011. And this was going back to, you know, remember when New Zealand had that um, mass shooting? And, of course, it was another false flag so that Jakinda Ardern, the WF puppet, could push um, 
gun control and everything. And he said, oh, and he's in the UK. He's not a friend anymore. He blocked me about something. But, oh, we could do with somebody like Jakinda Ardern here. And I'm thinking, God, do you realize who, what she is? And th this is the thing. You know, even people that supposedly are conscious and aware, you would think, are falling for these people. Falling for the propaganda is just unbelievable to me that they do it. I mean, you've got half the population, well, probably more than half the population that um, just watches the mainstream media and doesn't even question what they're being told. It's like, mm. if you say something different, well, if it was true, it would be on the news. And it's like, uh... <laughs> they're there are six media companies that control the whole of the media um, and they're all repeating the same talking points from the 4am briefing. Do you really think you're getting truth here? Do you think you're getting real journalism, real reporting? Um, yes, they do. All, yes, they do. They actually yeah. think that's the truth. Yeah. And the I rest know. of us are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we're just conspiracy theorists. Well, some, somebody somebody said the difference between a conspiracy and um, the you know the truth is about now three months. Yeah, if that now. <laughs> if that now. Is, yeah, I think the the exposure of all these lies, because so many people, particularly on Twitter, uh, they jump on it, you know. And it's passed around. It's like it's debunked in no time at all, literally, yeah. you know, within a day. So, and I mean, you know, the whole thing about the the Hunter Biden laptop and, oh, no, Joe Biden wasn't involved in bribery schemes and everything else. It's, I mean, this is what I try and tell people on the show. This is great. It's the great reveal, you know. <laughs> Well, the talking, fact that it's being revealed is 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 the fact that they're losing. They're losing big time, and they're panicking like crazy. Well, I'll tell you, the big reveal was when uh, Melania Trump said that she thought that uh, Tucker Carlson would make a great vice president. And she all didn't actually say that. She said because I was reading something about what she did say. And she said something about he he Tucker will be great on stage with with Trump. Oh, so in, in, in the report I saw, it didn't mention that quoted what she said. Didn't mention VP. It mentioned you know a good you know person to be on stage with him, which is a whole different ball game. Mm. And you know people were posting on Twitter. Do you think? Tucker would be a good VP, and I said, no, he's great at what he does. He hasn't got the skills for yeah. a VP role. And I, my view is you need another non-WEF businessman. You know, Trump's, Trump's strengths are all because he's a businessman. He understands economics. He understands... Um, the world stage. He's not a career politician. Um, 
he's got business acumen he's a solution focused person he goes straight to what's the best thing we can do here i mean i'm not i have my doubts about vivek ramaswamy because there has been talk that he was linked to wef although um, apparently he sued the WEF to get him off their website because he claimed that he wasn't WEF. But he's on the debate stage challenging all these rhinos, you know? And and because he's a businessman, potentially, if he's clean, he could be a an excellent VP, well, she got yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mind. okay, Would, okay. But, but. Can, I, can I just say say something else? When people talk about, oh, we'd like this person as a VP, or we'd like that person as a VP, they forget the fact that that VP would have to be capable of becoming president if anything happened to the president. Now, Tucker could never step into that role of president, and. You know, they don't think in terms of, well, what's the bigger picture of this? You know, you have to have somebody that has the capability to step into that presidential role. And, you know, people tend to put others forward because they like them. They don't think in terms of have they got the skills and the experience and everything for that particular job. Okay. 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 But but you what you 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 I I I guess you didn't read it on the show. Maybe I I didn't listen to the last five minutes of the show. But earlier on your uh, Telegram account, you had this whole discussion about uh, what was really happening that was really very interesting. You know that uh, yeah Musk is as a matter of fact. Let me. I think I might still have it up here. Um, well, I've got it in front of me. If if you well, you're talking you, about that last post on my Telegram account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want you to to at least you know go. Yeah, you don't you look look at it and see what you want to read on it. Because um, I, I don't have it up in front of me, <laughs> and I'm not really well. It's quite. Yeah, it's quite interesting because it's really talking about you know Trump always said we have it all. And I think that was always a combination of the... That's why he set up the Space Force. And people have said, well, actually, it's it's not necessarily firing rockets into space. It's cyberspace that they're monitoring and controlling. So, and um, mentions McAfee as well. Because McAfee um, created the antivirus stuff and everything... And he was taken out. I don't know if you remember that when he died or whatever. Um, the post says behind the scenes, McAfee terabytes of data connected to world computers. McAfee software was a Trojan horse that took all data from governments, elites, world military information and corruption and hidden agendas is stored in three different locations in the U.S., including Cheyenne Mountain, which is, of course, um, a military base in Colorado, not that far from where I used to live, uh, with USSF, U.S. Space Force, 
wires, the military has leaked the info on human trafficking, planned military coups and world money laundering operations connected to the DNC, CIA, World Deep State Operations and Congress are going to expose the McAfee data, a collision course of Epstein to McAfee terabyte is incoming and Hunter Biden laptop will connect to the massive storm. Hello, WikiLeaks. Hello, Julian Assange. Um, kill switch terabytes, world corruption of the CIA. This is huge. And by the way, this is from um, Q the Storm Rider on Telegram. I've been telling you this. I also told you Trump placed Musk as a military commander inside of United States Space Force intelligence operations. Now you have Alex, I don't know quite who that means, um, who confirmed cue the storm riders drop that Elon Musk was placed by Trump and Musk is chief commander of US Space Force. Oh, he's talking about Alex Jones. Now you have Alex Jones with Tucker Carlson red-pilling the nation. As I have been giving you details that Melania Trump is communicating military comms with her dress colors as the blue sky, sky blue operations in place and the connection to JFK and Alliance operations. Now Melania Trump is dropping info intentionally for the world to follow Tucker Carlson. As she voiced her choice for Carlson to become the VP, although Carlson will not be the VP, it's all military comms and ops to have the world take a look over to Tucker Carlson as he trended on the internet after Melania's comment. This was all intentional. The idea was to get full attention to Tucker Carlson. Within a few hours of the attention going to Carlson, he immediately interviewed Alex Jones. Jones was the first person to expose the Bohemian Grove satanic elite world gatherings, return presidents, prime ministers and the world's most powerful in satanic rituals of child sacrifice to Moloch. Why did Musk publicly distance himself from Trump? Why did Kash Patel and Trump, Ezra, finance Musk? Why does Musk publicly distance himself from Jones? But why does Musk allow the Tucker Carlson interview? And actually, um, I saw on Twitter that Elon Musk is actually considering reinstating Alex Jones on X as it is now. So that's interesting. Musk is powerful friends with Rogan. Rogan is powerful allies with Jones. And they are powerful friends of Tucker Carlson, and all of them want to expose the Epstein saga list, the full human trafficking, money laundering, child sex operations, CIA, Hollywood, Mossad, MI6 operations. Why did Melania Trump guide everyone to Tucker Carlson hours before the Alex Jones interview? What's going on? I told in 2021 that White Hats plus Trump plus U.S. Space Force is making a truth movement, a committee, a network. I told you long before MSM or Patriots knew that Musk was going to acquire Twitter. Now X is one of the most powerful platform, platforms in the world. 
giving truth on vaccine deaths and the pandemic, world corruption, the inside news of congressional hearings that is storing the information into U.S. congressional records and archives, court docs. Now massive moves are being created for the world to see the exposure of 2024 world cabal through the Epstein exposure. McAfee terabytes held by the U.S. military white hats, Hunter Biden laptop, Julian Assange kill switch information, and military commanders are going to step forward. The storm, the best is yet to come, where we go on, we go all. And it says, hello, Q, new Q of 2024 coming. Fire. <laughs> more than you know. <laughs> so it, it's interesting. I can't remember where I saw that quote from Melania that was not specifically saying Tucker would be a VP. I know I saw it well, somewhere, probably it, on Twitter. It, but it, it doesn't matter. It was taken yeah. by. It was taken by. You know, I mean, I heard it on Fox. Oh, she's recommending Vice President be Tucker. Um, but what happened was that as soon as I got to this, uh, and I had seen that he had interviewed Alex Jones, but I didn't mm-hmm. take the time to look at it. But I said, no, I'm going to look at it right now. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> that was, uh, first off, I've never been able to handle uh, Alex. He's just too brash, too in-your-face. He's, you know... And the, the interview with Tucker, you see a guy that is absolutely humble. It yeah, was, it was I, so I did stri- manage to watch it before yeah. the show tonight. Yeah, yeah he was absolutely humble. Um, and the details that he gave, I mean, Tucker points this out, that two months, three months in June uh, before the uh, attack on the Twin Towers, he said that they're going to, fly a plane into something like the Twin Towers, you know, mm. and, and the Tucker said to him, how did you know this? And he said, because I read their documents. He said, and he started listing different documents from, you know, various organizations and said, they've been telling us this for years. He said back in, the, let me see what it was, he said, he said back in the 50s, they told what would happen by the 70s, it happened. In the 70s, they told what they're going to do before the 90s, it happened. Now, they, then they went to 2000, it happened, and, and it keeps happening. They've told us everything they're going to do, everything. And it was just, it's a, I highly recommend, it's not the best interview I've seen, but the information, you'll get a different picture of... Um, Alex Jones completely, and um, but it did it, it it if it forced people into read to listening to that like I did, I mean this guy doesn't hold back on anything, and what I was just like my, I, I I my mouth fell open, I said oh my God I got to tell Dolly this so Dolly I'm telling doing all this because I need to tell you this, they actually Tucker confirmed that he had heard the same thing that Biden walks around the White House naked. And most of the time he's incoherent. They have to give him amphetamines in the morning to get him even going. But he walks around... Which, which of his White Houses? Well, the one in Washington. The, well, all right, Dolly, let's not go there, okay? I'm just saying, you know, the White House, okay? That's what they're saying, that he actually walks around naked. <laughs> I have what, to say whatever that house. there were reports from 
his secret service I had um, heard him too. people when he was a VP that he used to walk around oh. naked then. Oh. And I mean, they 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 were appalled at the fact that he was just exposing himself to especially women uh, security people, you know, secret secure, secret service people. So this, you know, he, he was doing that, you know, as a VP. He's an absolute pervert. He's a sicko. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, how, 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 what are the American people going to do? If so, somebody ought to take a photograph of him. Of course, they'd all say, oh, they doctored it up. It's phony. Oh, it's an AI. It's an AI. <laughs> Photo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, Dolly. It's just that I know what you're going to say, that, that, that the White House doesn't have anybody in it. Do you, are you still... And watching? also, we know that he isn't Biden as well when it comes to that, you know. It isn't Biden. He's long well, gone, so it's a very, you know, whatever, clone or body double or whatever it might be, so... The rabbit hole is much deeper than what's on the surface. <laughs> but Do- Dolly, are you still wa- watching um, uh, Nancy Drew? Do you look at her t- t- tweeting it? No, I haven't seen her for a long time. I'm wondering if she's still finding everything's closed because they openly are admitting that most of the uh, government buildings are not even being operated. There's some including the IRS, I believe. Oh yeah, that's been closed for a long time. Yeah, and there was Richard Citizen Journalist that used that. Uh, I mean, I haven't followed Nancy Drew or Richard Citizen Journalist, but they both would report on DC and what was happening there and all sorts of things. Um, you know, I remember when they were talking about all this water going along the roads and stuff coming up from the drains it was like they were clearing the tunnels and everything um it's funny how these things come out at a certain time and then they kind of go off the radar so maybe there's some catching up to do there (laughs) i mean i do look on telegram before i do the show but i'm not seeing anything that jumps out at me that says anybody really knows anything I mean, one of the people I follow on Telegram is somebody called Ariel, who's a black guy, and he puts out all sorts of stuff that is really interesting. Um, And a lot about the economic collapse, you know, the collapse of the the dollar as as the um, petrodollar and all sorts of things. Say and and what's going on in Iraq and all to do with um, currency, you know, the currency reset and Jasara and all the rest of it. So there are definitely people out there who are sharing that kind of information that we are making progress because this whole, I mean, I know, you know, it's going to maybe put people in a bad situation for a while, but this whole... Um, Federal Reserve come, um, you know, corrupt fiat currency thing has got to go. You can't fix that. It's just got to go. And we seem to be seeing the collapse of that system. I mean, uh, the Ben Fulford reported on some of that, that, um, 
you know, basically the U.S. corporation is bankrupt, and the, even the 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 Illuminati are bankrupt. There was something about one of the Rothschilds selling off all these art pieces and things like that. And it's like, well, hang on. Why would somebody supposedly with so much money need to sell off these artifacts, well, not artifacts, but art pieces and, and things like that? There's a lot of indications that the whole thing is is being taken down, which, you know, you have to go through some pain, I think, before you can get to the other side of of getting over this whole satanic culture that has been imposed upon us. Yeah. Um, Dolly, Trump was uh, in court again in that uh, New York thing where it's a civil case, and he seemed like the real Trump. Did you see any of it? He has been the real Trump in court. He has been. That's what I thought. Because the, I have heard <laughs> at least a half a dozen hosts on Fox, because that's the only thing I watch, uh, talk about their fears that he's going to be assassinated because of the rhetoric that is going out from the Democrats. He's, he's Hitler. He's Hitler. Um, not that they haven't been trying to kill him anyway, but it's like the, these court cases where the real guy showing up make me so nervous now. It's my understanding that a couple of his uh, doubles have been killed. Right. But also, I believe if they say that the real Trump has been killed, I believe that's part of the movie. I do not believe Trump will be allowed to be killed any way, shape, or form in the real Trump um, because he is so divinely protected. I haven't said quite that much before, but that's what I believe. Um, and... I don't give a shit what, I, what else people think of me because I think that way. Because I feel it. I feel it so strong. It it just makes me all happy. That's part of why I haven't gotten so upset about all this crap going on lately. Oh, the war, the war. Biden's getting away with this. And blah, blah, blah. Dave has told me over and over, it's going to be okay. It is the way it's supposed to be. So now you got pretty much all of how I think and feel. I agree completely, actually. I do, too. Definitely. Um, he doesn't look worried. No. Not oh, at he's, all. He's protected completely. I've no doubt about that. And, I mean, if you, if you... I mean, I haven't actually... I've got the books in my Kindle, but if you... Um, if you read some of the things that have been prophesied or put into books previously, you know, like Baron Trump, for example. I can't remember the author that wrote the books, but it also included The Last President, I think. I'd have to look it up in my Kindle library. But there's so many, you know, um, 
metaphysical elements to this that go way beyond just the politics. So, yeah, I'm completely in your court, Dolly, on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it does seem to be, um, you know, a war with, you know, good and evil. And it's it's just amazing to see because there's so many good things that are happening. And it's... It, oh, I got another question here. Weren't we supposed... Oh, just before you do that, can I... I just wanted to remind people, when Trump was elected in 2016, there were so many numerological things related to him, his birth date, the, the, the correlation, wasn't it, between him and Kennedy... With, diff- with dates, there was all sorts of numerological stuff that was basically confirming this guy has been put in this position by divine power to do this job. And I still maintain that he deliberately, well, the White Hats allowed the 2020 election to be stolen because all of this stuff could be revealed I, I really believe that so anyway sorry nancy i just wanted to add that to the the well, divine trump bit <laughs> not that i worship him but i think there's a lot of um guy you know divine guidance there let's put it that way no i i don't know what i mean i just don't know what happened to the financial uh bankrolling the government crisis that we were going to have all of a sudden, it's they stopped talking about it. Everybody stopped talking about it. And it was supposed to be happened or is happening now. But there's no talk about it. Oh, you mean about um, the, the, budget. the budget and everything else? Yeah. No, you're right, actually. It's completely disappeared, hasn't it? Yeah. And I'm going, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> maybe I maybe I should Google that. What happened to the financial crisis? Because I haven't seen it. I mean, I like I, I'm religious watching Fox. I would have thought that, and they do a lot of uh, you know live broadcasts right from the Congress. And there was no, there hasn't been anything said in weeks. <laughs> well, the only thing that has been in the news is this thing about the the funding for Ukraine. And um, Mike Johnson is saying, you're not having funding for Ukraine, and and others are saying as well, unless you fund the border issue. That's been the only thing I've seen in the news. Yeah, that's and it. And of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ba- the c- country was supposed to shut down. You know. You, you know a few, few couple months ago, that was like the the big thing, and they got some kind of a a pass to December, and then December was co- and they started talking about it, and then boop, nothing. So I don't know. I mean, it must have been a glitch in the story. Somebody said, "Oh, wait a minute, we can't do that right now. Let's just get rid of it, and nobody talk about it." And, <laughs> you know, there's so well, many. Well, I other- suppose if the whole government's being shut down and everything's closed down in D.C., <laughs> perhaps it's not as big an issue anymore well it's, it, it's not closed down they're working from home mm-hmm. this, this is they, they, they <laughs> is tr- that the argument no oh, no that shit. that they, that's what they're saying <laughs> they tried they tried to um 
passed some regulations that the people from home had to come back to work because they had all these government buildings that weren't even op being operated on and they're spending millions and millions of dollars keeping these up, you know, paying rent in some cases and keeping them going and nobody's in the buildings. Mm. So <laughs> they wanted to make them go back to, to work and the, the government workers said no. <laughs> well, so many people on Twitter, you know, when this whole thing about you know, closing the government down and everything. Everybody's saying, yeah, that's the best thing that could happen. Because <laughs> the bureaucrats are the ones that run the country, basically. It's funny because there was this great series. Oh, I can't remember what decade it was. Probably um, the 80s. No, maybe not the 80s, the 90s, something like that, called Yes, Prime Minister. And it was a a comedy about this about how the bureaucrats can influence the politicians completely so that they're you know diverted from any kind of policy that the bureaucrats don't want to happen and one of the uh, I, I i've been watching it if i do some ironing i'll stick this on my kindle and watch some of the um, episodes and there was one example of how you can manipulate polls just by changing the questioning that that people were asked and it was to do with the the prime minister jim i've forgotten his name now but anyway um he wanted to cancel um trident missiles i think it was and have national service come in and blah 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 blah. and so <laughs> sir humphrey who was the you know chief bureaucrat was going through these two examples of what questions you could ask to get the answers that you wanted you know one set of questions say yes i'm definitely in favor of national service and the other method of questioning was say oh no no we don't want all these armed young people on the streets you know and it, it was such a great illustration of the manipulation that goes on for these unelected bureaucrats to get the outcome that they want to get and of course we know the whole place you know the whole country has been infiltrated by these wef puppets all going after the same agenda and the same in the uk i mean rishi sunak talk about one of the and king charles for god's sake total wf puppets um but it's 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 all coming out into plain view i mean the the funniest thing that i saw recently was uh john kerry who'd been to this cop 28 climate thing saying that we need to stop farming because other people otherwise people will starve and it's like what uh uh what <laughs> well, they want to take away their fertilizer too oh yeah they've already started doing that they want to kill i mean in ireland they want to slaughter something like three hundred thousand cows because of um emissions 
Beach. Um, they're trying to take over the farms in the Netherlands and do the same thing. You've got Bill Gates saying, he, you know, he's buying up all 700,000 acres or something to chop the trees down and bury them in the ground because that will stop CO2 emissions. I mean, simple, simple science when you're at school is trees and plants taking carbon dioxide and give off oxygen. And it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's insane. It and yet people are so undereducated, they just don't get it at all. They want life to death. They mm-hmm. don't. No. They just look at how life um, uh, lives is evil reverse, you know. Mm. Inversion, yes. Y-V-E, yeah. E-B-I-L. But I mean, to come out with a statement like that, we've got to stop farming uh, otherwise you'll starve it's like does that compute (laughs) well the flipping fertilizer they don't have to have chemical fertilizers they got cow poo yeah well you know when i when i was at school which is going back a long time you know in geography lessons we were taught about agriculture and crop rotation and they were always mixed farms you'd have a you know a mixed farm of dairy and cattle and arable and so they would use as you say the manure i mean muck spreading was was the thing they'd use the manure from the cattle to fertilize the the you know the soil for the where the arable fields were the corn and the wheat and everything else and they would also do natural crop rotation and they'd plant um clover and things like that for nitrogen fixing into the soil yep and then of course it started with this industrial farming where they cleared all the hedgerows they would have these massive fields with no wildlife, no nothing. No topsoil. <laughs> yeah, and they just have to keep putting artificial fertilizer onto the land. Whereas, you know, the natural balance, this is why I'm so pro-regenerative farming, because those people absolutely do that kind of... Um, and then um, that kind of uh, approach and it's been successful for, for hundreds of years thousands of years yeah absolutely you, you know last night i was had the fox channel on i was doing stuff and all of a sudden i looked at the screen it wasn't i don't even think the sound was up and i looked at the screen i said what in the name of god have they done and there was these cows, and these cows had all of this equipment on them, like pipes and stuff, and and around their heads and around their backside and everything. So I turned the sound up, and th- this is an experiment to capture the emissions from the cows to be able to use it for fuel. Oh, <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> those poor cows, you know? <laughs> mm. I mean, the thing is, you know, if you look at the impact on the environment that factory farming has, it is horrendous. You have, you know, these poor pigs that are supposed to be apparently so intelligent being you know confined in these crates and things and these huge buildings with this um same with chickens you know every everything confined in a small space and there are these um great lakes full of um uh, waste waste from from the animals that is the worst possible thing um I mean, in England, you don't have these cafes, you know. You don't have these feedlots. Uh, you just don't have them. And yet, in the US, you've got these feedlots with all these cattle being, you know, confined into a small space. And all the waste from them is you know, polluting the whole environment. I mean, it stinks to high heaven. If you drive past a, a feedlot, you know immediately you're going past one just because of the smell. And yet, you know, they're saying that cattle are bad for the environment because of methane emissions. But there's so much science that says they actually benefit the environment. They benefit the soil. They they have a much more positive effect on the natural environment than any of these artificial methods could even get close to, you well, know? Well, proves the education system is broken. Oh, totally. Generations after generations have been denied the facsimiles of the reality behind the natural cycles of what it is. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I don't think kids are taught things like that rotational crop well, method and, and the synchronicity between the animals and the crops and everything else. No, well, absolutely not. Son, Bill Gates is throwing particulates besides the chemtrails. And, I mean, well, anybody's a psychopath. <laughs> If it's him. Well, yeah. When they start talking so much about, we got to get rid of this, we got to get rid of this, because we got to get rid of it. Well, that makes me, my antennas go up immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so how are these, these things, we have to get rid of it. How are they benefiting us so much that uh, the the deep state is going to condemn them to death? Because they're benefiting us. No, well, I, I don't believe the emissions story for nothing. It's crap. And I mean, they want they want to carry on eating meat while we eat fucking bugs. You know, I mean, it's already being put into stuff in the U.S. I don't know that it's happening so much here. Yeah, food. Stay away from Tyson food. Oh, I never went near them because I know they were really horrible factory farmers. Never, I would never buy Tyson meat. At well, all. You, you know what I find to be <clears throat> so preposterous is that 
I don't know anybody in that's listening to this station or anybody listening to any alternative station or probably anybody that watches Fox News thinks that there is a climate crisis. They know it's all BS. Mm. And yet you have people standing up and saying, continuing the narrative, even though everybody knows it's, it's not true. Biden is asked about the Hunter Biden thing, you know. I have nothing to do with this, all lies and lies and lies. Anybody that's paying attention knows he's lying. And it's like there's a whole group of people that all they do is lie. Right. Who's believing them? Anyway, we'll find out somewhere over the rainbow. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Say What? It's December 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. We've got Dolly Howard here and Mona Radler and Jan Shaw. Um, Dolly, I did put a note in the the Skype chat there to get the Ascension notes ready. I saw it and I put the link in the chat already. Oh, you did? Okay, I don't have that up. But before I do that, can I read my good news story? Oh, yes, please, please. Good news story. Okay, this is from goodnewsnetwork.org. Let me copy the two things I want to copy and paste. That'll take me just a second. Hold on. Cut. Copy. And, oh, you all dis... Oh, here you are. Here is... The link where you can find this and some other good stories. I highly recommend checking that site out, y'all. And here is this uh, copy. And find y'all. And here's the little girl who is doing this stuff. You can take a peek at her. She looks like a little sweetheart. All right, now, teen who sends silly socks for seniors launches Christmas drive to warm toes and hearts in nursing homes by Andy Corbley on December 6, 2023. Thanks to a generous soul, There are dozens of people across the nation getting socks for Christmas, but they couldn't be happier about it. And that's true. They really need them in the nursing home show. Ellie Gianelli of Stockton, California, has been making colored socks with silly designs on them for years, sending them to seniors in nursing and care homes to brighten up their day. It all started from the closer-than-close friendship she has with her grandmother, which instilled the value of spending time with the elders. The high school junior started the project, Socks for Seniors, all the way back in the seventh grade and has so far spruced up 92 care homes in 48 states making a few pen pals along the way. But as Christmas approaches, she's doubling down on her hobby to send boxes of silly socks to seniors in all 50 states in time for the big day. 
I know they have toys for tots and things for kids, you know, and you always seem to forget about seniors, Gianelli told CBS. Maybe they don't have family, or maybe they live super far away, and they're only getting like a postcard, she's talking about the seniors, to ensure that these seniors' toes and hearts remain warm this holiday season. Gianelli is hoping to raise $10,000 through a GoFundMe for a big sock drive. She so far received 95% of her total in donations with 19 days to go. Makes my heart warm because I worked in nursing homes and I know what it's like. Okay. There's I, I'm I'm putting the link in the chat room for the GoFundMe. Oh, cool. Okay. I was going to do that, and but I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a lovely story. It's lovely. I, I promise people I will put in good news stories every week that I'm on between now and Christmas. Because it's such a depressing time of year for so many people. And it's always no, kids. It's and kid. it's what? It's always the kids that are doing the good things. Yes. Yes. It's so impressive to me that they do this. It's so young. They always, you know, we're doing things on them, on them talking about them now, but they started when they were so young. These are yeah. the, these. This is where I get hope. It's these peop these kids with so much compassion that, I mean, their friends aren't into this, I would think. You know, maybe now. But, you know, I'm going to get socks for the old people. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to go talk with the old people. Yeah. What I'm the heck for? They're old. <laughs> well, they got well, a lot of knowledge. That's right. And wisdom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and experience. They used to really honor the elderly, you know, but now well, they... Well, they do in certain cultures still, but not here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, the, I, a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of hide their age. I flaunt it for crying out loud. I've been around mm. for, for 75 years or something, you know. How can, how can the vast... I mean, w we are older than most of the people on the face of the earth. So how do these people think they know more than us? They think we're getting stupid as we get older? Not necessarily. <laughs> you know? Not even Yeah, but that's what they think. That's what they think. Not not all pe old people have wisdom though. Some are still bigoted and the same as they were throughout their lives, but But they're the not human. That, they're, they're not the human. The principle that old people are dispensable and we've got to you know, have euthanasia and everything, which of course is what's happening now, is just evil. Yeah, but it's it's you know it, it's just like the kids are the ones that are making an example of what we should be, and that to me just tickles me. So I always love your input there, Dolly. Yeah, I I love sharing it. Yeah, I really do. Okay, now now what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a real break from what we talked about in the first hour, and we're going to talk about ascension. 
And Dolly talked about it a little on Tuesday's show, but now we're going to really deep dive into that article, right, Doll? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Do you so, uh, did you do you put did uh, you put the uh, link up? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So you go to that site, and oh my gosh, you can. There is so much stuff there; it can keep you busy for a freaking year. And it's it's good stuff for you to know. The so, photon uh, belt ascension, 2023 energy signs and symptoms update. Oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> I like this okay. one. Um, below is a list of photon belt ascension symptoms. Now, I know you're, those of us have their, who have their heads out of the sand and, and their butts out of the air will be have feeling of at least 10 of these things. One is feeling stress, a feeling of disorientation. I've been getting that a lot lately, you guys. I don't know where I am. I don't know when I am. And uh, if Annette isn't up and runs into me somewhere in the house, I'm just wandering around wondering, where am I? What am I doing? What but yes, I have disorientation. Unusual aches and pains. Walk, waking at night between, listen to this, between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. How many of you out there do that? You wake up between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. and it's a little hard to go back to sleep. I don't um, go to bed until about 2 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's people like Nancy <laughs> who don't go to bed until late. Um, memory loss, heightened sensitivity. All right, let me say let me say something about the memory loss because something happened yeah. last night that was really strange. Ooh. Um, I, oh, was it? Yeah, it was last night. Uh, it was late. It was you know one thirty or something, and I said, "Gosh, I'm really hungry." And so I thought about it, and I said, I don't normally get hungry this late. Is Am I de de uh, dehydrated? Because you can feel hunger, but it's really dehydration. So I said, well, I've got my powdered stuff. It's, you know, veggies, uh, tough stuff to put in water. And that. I said, let me take some of that, even though I'll have to get up, you know, and pee more. I'm still going to take it. So, um... I always, always put turmeric in it. It's an anti-inflation thing. I highly recommend it. It's excellent for memory. So I've got the turmeric in it. I've got the powder in it. I shake it up. And that's the last thing I remember, Dolly. I don't remember drinking it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? The next, yeah. the next thing I remembered was washing out the container. And I didn't make the connection that I didn't remember drinking it because, you know, I was, I've always got something happening around me. And so, oh, the cat was there. Shunga was there for some reason. I, I guess she wanted me to give her treats or something. But she was like, took my mind off of what I was doing. But I think if I had just opened it up and thrown it out because I washed it, I would have noticed, what the hell did you just do, you know? 
So, yeah. uh, so, and I don't think about it until after I'm in bed, and I went, I don't remember drinking that. <laughs> and so I'm trying to work it back in my head, and I can remember shaking it, and I can remember washing it, but that intermittent time was just gone. So then, then I said, well, let me see how I feel. I said, well, I don't feel hungry anymore. <laughs> Maybe I did drink it. So today when I, I got up and I made one of these things, I was like, okay, I'm shaking it now. Now you take the cap off and now you drink it, right? And then after I drank it, I said, okay, how do you feel? And I said, I feel like I did last night. So somehow or another, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do and kind of forget about. But how the heck do you forget about drinking, you know, a sizable glass of powdered milk or powdered water? You know, it just, but anyway, that's, and, I, and that, that thing has gotten in my head because I'm going like, that was some, I mean, I have momentarily memory losses or, you know, walk out of a room, you don't know where you're going, you know, that type of thing. But this one was different. So I'm going to say yes. I may, I may have I may have caught that. It sounds like the Pink Floyd song, "Momentary Lapse of Reason." <laughs> <laughs> it was just a blank, just a blank. Like I wasn't, like I did, like I. It was almost. It's. It was almost like I skipped something in the, in in the scenario. Skipped, and I. As a matter of fact, when, last night I said, "Ah, the Matrix glitched." Because it jumped from shaking it up and then washing it. Something happened. It, it was like that didn't happen, even though it did happen. I don't know how to explain it, but it was very weird. <laughs> maybe you were being shook up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. See, I've been having a lot of that. Really? Doing yeah. Doing something. Yeah. And... Uh, and and that'll say something, and I look at her dumbfounded. I said, did you tell me that before? Because it's something I need to react to. And she said, well, yeah, Mom, we talked about this like three hours ago. I said, uh, Annette, I have absolutely, positively no memory of anything like that. And it never comes back to me. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that, because it's it's in the list of uh, ascension symptoms, do you think that you're jumping like timelines? Well, see, I'm wondering that. But I hate to throw it out there because people feel, oh, there she goes again. Oh, for God's well, sakes, you're no more crazy than I am. <laughs> And I think that I experienced this for real. And then I asked myself, okay, uh, because it's in the Ascension big-ass list, uh, am I just try, trying to buy into, oh, yeah, I, I did that. Well, no, because this has been going on with me for quite a while now. You, you and Walt have witnessed it with me several times. So... I came to the conclusion I am not just reading the list and thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Let me pretend I have that. Or, gee, that sounds like it's something similar to what I just experienced. I'll, I'll adopt that feeling. No, I'm not doing that. 
uh, I'm reading to you what you all might be experiencing so you know it's okay. You're all right. You're not have, going crazy. I have a question here in that can people, because I'm looking through the list because I brought it up on my PC, and, you know, I wonder whether different people are at different stages so they don't necessarily feel all these things you know because they've kind of got to the next level so they've maybe been through that in the past or maybe some people don't even feel those effects well that's what i believe jen we're all going through it at our own pace Mm, absolutely so you can't really judge other people on the things they're experiencing because maybe you didn't experience it or maybe you already experienced it it's a Uh, bit like being pregnant you're supposed to have cravings for things and you're supposed to have this and and yet some people don't i never had food cravings i never had morning sickness i never had and yet the sometimes these things are kind of set in uh, as if you know this is you're not Something pregnant if you don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Same with menopause. You know, you go through hot flushes and you have terrible things and you have to take hormone replacement. I set my intention before I, as I realized I was starting it, that this is not going to be a problem for me. I had the occasional hot flush. I didn't have any issues at all. And and so there is, I didn't want to interrupt your um, your going through this but i do think some people can think oh gosh i'm not doing it because i'm not getting all these things and it kind of gives them a feeling that they're not good enough they're not everybody's frequency is different yeah Yeah. absolutely okay can we can we can we go back because when 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 you started out you were just reading them but now i'm looking at them and i didn't really give them enough thought Dolly, so let's go back to one, feeling stress. Okay. Okay. Everybody is feeling stress because everything around us is nuts, nuts all to begin with. So that thing, you know, I wouldn't say that that was a direct, everybody feels it, no matter what level you're on, what's happening. The feeling of disorientation, I don't, I don't really get that. It's not so much disorientation, um, it's... Making up our minds. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, I know where I am. It's like things around me are changing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I feel like I don't know where I am. I can't figure out why it doesn't look like it's supposed to. Because based on my feelings, I'm in the same place. So I think that um, the perception of reality is actually crumbling. If you think- I think it also depends on whether you feel that you're in the world. I mean, they say, you know, in the world but not of the world, um, or it's the other way around. Um, I haven't felt that way since 2010. It's like I'm not living in the same dimension as other people. Because I look around me and they're so 3D, completely 3D. And I've been fortunate that I haven't really had to be part of that society. You know, I've 
work for myself. Yes, I have had some periods of working with other people, but I still don't identify myself with that 3D world. Yeah. You know? Superficial part of reality, right? Mm. Okay. So again, I guess it comes back to where you are on that um, scale. Okay, the the, the, the the third one was the one that I wanted to, to mention because as I, I don't brag about it. I just say how lucky I am, how grateful I am that I, <clears throat> I've got a really good body. It's, it's, it's healthy. And I live in Florida where the water is extreme alkaline, which is, you know, just like the best water you can get. So I've got a lot of reasons for, you know, not ha being sick or not having pains and aches. And mostly the pains and aches that I get, I can break the contract with them and get rid of them because there always seems to be a thought behind them. But in the last year, all of a sudden, it feels like somebody stuck a needle in me. And it's not one, I mean, it's not like it keeps being in the same place. I'd worry if that was happening. It's like it can be in my leg. It can be in my gut. It, it's And it's like, oh my, I'm excruciating pain, but only for a fraction of an instant. And then it starts to fade. And I said something to Sandy about it, and she said, yeah, she said, that, that does happen to people. It seems to be a neurological thing, you know, and I'm going like, maybe, maybe not. And it, it because when, I, when it happens, I, there always seems to be, me metaphysically, energetically talking, there seems to be some kind of a release. So it may be that you know, somebody's poking me because I got an energy blockage or something. I don't know. But when I saw that, that unusual aches and pains, yeah, that one is, like, weird. So, anyway, we talked. Yeah, <clears throat> I wanted to discuss as we've been along, but I thought they'll stop me if they got something to say about it. So this is what I was wanting. Yeah, I figured that. I try to do whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so... so you, you want to discuss the waking at night between two and four? That, that only happens to me if I need a pee. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that one doesn't impress me because people have been talking about that for a long time. Um, the memory loss thing that that you know is like no, I can't say that I have much of a memory loss except for that situation I talked about, which was more than a memory loss. <laughs> it was like it never happened loss. Um, but the heightened sensitivities to your surroundings, that one I think is interesting. I think that's an awareness though, isn't it? You get a heightened awareness as you as your consciousness raises. So I wouldn't say it was sensitivities. I would say you are more observant and, and also not only visually but energetically that's not, as well. That's, that's not what it says. It says sensitivities. Yeah, but what are sensitivities? Well, that's, that's the thing, is what are sensitivities? Yeah. And um, Dolly, what, what do you think sensitivities are? Because you're one of the more sensitive empaths, I think. <laughs> I don't know what to call you to your surroundings I think it says heightened sensitivities to your surroundings right so 
my thought on that is, uh, okay, so I'm outside sitting there, and all of a sudden, my nose picks up the smell. And it's a wonderful, beautiful smell. And then I think to myself, I have smelled this before, a lot before lately. I just got a heightened sensitivity to that smell. Something within me tuned in to that smell and made me aware of where is this coming from? Well, it's my lemon tree That at that instance. That was my lemon tree. And it's just uh, recently been the lemons are turning from green to yellow. Now we got a lot of yellow lemons that are very aromatic. And I just tuned into that. So I got a heightened sensitivity to my lemon tree. That's how I look at heightened sensitivities. Or to, uh, you're with uh, the normal group of people that you're with. Uh, you're with familiar people. And all of a sudden, you're realizing somebody's feelings. And you have felt them before, but you denied it because you think, oh, I don't feel their feelings. They feel their own feelings. I feel my own. Well, all of a sudden, when you realize you're feeling how that person is feeling without words having been spoken, you just got a heightened sensitivity to that person as an individual uh, workings. So uh, the, it's a. I think when you, when all of a sudden you're realizing something that's been around you before, but you haven't really realized it, then, or you just ignore it, and then all of a sudden you're tuned into it. That's a heightened sensitivity, in my opinion. And you get them as you get them. It doesn't, there's no defining, this is the way it is, and and so everybody has to have this sensitivity that way. No, no, we're all individuals. We have our own, which is even more exciting to me. So that's how I feel about that one. Anybody else? Well, well, I've had this... I go to Sandy's house all the time. Hell, I'd stay there for days when a storm or a flood is happening. And I walk into that house, and I see things I've never seen before. <laughs> and I'll say to her, "How?" well, now I say, uh, this is an old picture on the wall. Because I'd say, <laughs> when did you put that picture up? Nancy, it's been there since I moved in, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, because when I, <laughs> when I thought about it, it said surroundings. It didn't talk necessarily about human beings. And so I was focusing in on the concept of, does do my surroundings seem to have changes in them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is it the change in you? Is it the change in uh, what you're noticing? I think or it, is I, it both? I think it's changing. I don't feel like I'm changing. Uh-huh. You know, I feel very stable, but it seems like we're either flipping through minor adjustments in the timeline or 
we're doing some kind of dimensional shifting. I don't know what it is. But from minute to minute, I, I, I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in kind of a capsule here. I mean, in, I'm in this nice little house in a nice neighborhood. But I, I look at because I don't get out much. <laughs> and I don't particularly want to get out much. And I'm looking out, and it's like these people are living these lives of running here, there, and everywhere. And, I mean, it's it's in a very quiet neighborhood, but just looking at the neighbors and what they have to do and everything else. And it's like I live in a completely different world from them, you know? I, I'm busy. I'm always busy every day. I've always got things I need to do and want to do and everything else. But it's like this, it would almost be like being in the TARDIS in Doctor Who, that I'm kind of in my own capsule here. It's, it's really interesting, actually. <laughs> well, you probably are, if that's the way you feel. Yeah, absolutely. It's what I was saying about, I've never felt, I've always had this feeling of, um, you know, not being part of the 3D world. You know, even from childhood, before I even realized any of this, it was like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I don't fit in. Everything doesn't make sense, blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, this, I guess what I'm questioning is what ascension really is. Because some of us, I think, have come in already being at a level where we don't necessarily go through this. Does that make sense? Yes. Be because the, the, uh, my understanding, I'm, th I'm thinking of Matthew uh, Ward right now, but my understanding is that the people that volunteered to come down here were already <laughs> at a heightened level. Uh, mm. uh, you know, now for myself, mm. I've been here for a long time, you know, since the Mayan culture. I'm absolutely fascinated in it. Um, because I think I, I go back to e Egyptian times, actually. Well, I go back to Egyptian, too. I was over there, too, but the Mayans were something else. I mean, right. uh, because they actually spread all through the United States, south, southern, even up into some of the northern parts of the United States, including Florida. They've actually found a Mayan uh, settlement here in Florida. Oh, wow. It's a, small, it's a small one. It's like a miniature version of what you would see in the Yucatan. You know, it's, it, it, but it, yeah, yeah, so there's, there's a, there are different people on the planet, you know. It was like I decided to stay. I, I We were going to be incarnated and all that sort of thing. I don't even remember if they did that and the people that I, that, that I came from. But half of the people went, well, most of the people went back and then three of us stayed. And that came from, a, I was in... A very magical place here on the property and and you know with a very very uh, let's say higher level kind of energy person 
and um, all of a sudden we did a, a it was like a simultaneous remote to the same place and we found ourselves in this basically an argument and she was saying we've tried we've tried we've tried they always do the same thing and I said I can't leave them so myself and two other people in the ex expedition let's call it um, stayed and the others left um, but I knew that it was a Mayan structure because we were inside this room but we were looking like if you were at the top of uh, one of the pyramids Mayan pyramid if you were looking out the it was like a, a, a porch thing opened up you know and we were looking out there so I and I knew I mean I could see the the Mayan structures it looked like Mayan to me that's what it felt like and um, so that's what happened but as soon as is you know we're having this discussion and all of a sudden we were back here and her husband is there and he's like talking about something I, we don't even know because we weren't even <laughs> we weren't even there and I said do you remember what just did you do? and she said yes and we both simultaneously, you know, had the exact recall of what had just happened. And um, she said to me, well, do you remember anything after, uh, you know, when we le after we left? And I said, yeah, the three of us, we went north. And where we went was uh, Keiko Canyon. Because at that time, it was a major, major uh, merchant center. I mean, they've got... Uh, Where is that? It's uh, uh, the uh, Teo Indians in, um, is it New Mexico? The Taos, yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, New I Mexico. Think, yeah. I think that's where it is. Um, I'm not really sure now that you ask me, but it, it um, it's the place where it was deserted. It was like it was deserted very quickly. And they don't know what happened to the people. They assume it was a weather change and that the place just dried up. But uh, you'll see the they built into the cliffs. And, I mean, it was, they did some pretty good architecture. But they've just... Yeah, I've been there in oh. New Mexico, just in the north, north yeah. of New Mexico, the cliff dwellings. Yeah, it's very, uh, the, I only drove through New Mexico at night. And it was really strange energy. But... Um, yeah, so they, they with the new stuff they have, the lasers and all this other stuff, they were able to see that there was this major thoroughfare, I mean like a four-lane highway, that went into Keiko, Keiko Canyon and then continued across the, the uh, desert, you know, into Mexico. And they found uh, macaw parrots, you know, that aren't indigenous to that area. They found the, the bodies of them and uh, skeletons, you know, that type of thing. And there was, all of a sudden, they were, were, were realizing that this was a, basically one of the major, uh, well, assuming it was one of the major uh, places for trade. So I remember going there. And I remember being taught by a shaman, a female shaman, old female shaman. And I came to the realization, see, the, the thing of it was that my 
original family. We came here to save and uh, bring the human's family into essentially the ascension process. And every single time we tried it, it didn't matter if it was Egypt or the Mayans or wherever you went, every time we tried this thing, we teach them all about essentially technology. Uh, you know, increasing their the the irrigation the irrigation so that you can put fertilizer. You know, the whole thing about growing everything. You know, so you you were, we were demonstrating that we knew things they didn't know, and we were going to be you know very helpful. So they'd listen to us instead of killing us, and they'd always think we were gods. They'd all they'd always fall back on that we were gods. And that's not what we were trying to teach. We were trying to teach the ascension process. How do you become gods? <laughs> How do you become, you know, even better than we are? And this is the way that I remember it and feeling it. But then when, um, when I started working with that shaman, I, she taught me a tremendous, tremendous amount of just metaphysical knowledge about how to interact with nature and you know I mean at, at a at a metaphysical level and um, she, th there was this thing with my people or I shouldn't say my people because they're not anymore sort of the you know the old family um, was that they had the theory I don't know if it's true or not but they had the theory that as space travelers to incarnate back on your home planet if something happened to you you had to take the heart out of the body before it stopped beating because that was the the uh, the center of the soul connection in in their their theory of you know religion or whatever and so when I and I got hurt with something that was it was like uh, you know, some kind of big boulder or something fell on me, it fell on my legs and blah, blah, blah. But when I was dying, um, I said, I want you to, to, to not take the heart out because that would lock my soul into the reincarnation on Earth, not the home planet. And so she said to me, <laughs> she said, when you see your heart in stone you will know it's the end times okay I clearly remember her saying that but I only remember it because back in probably 1992 time frame the guy that I was renting a room here to uh, gave me a present and the present is about a 8 inch uh, geode, in other words, a big rock like a boulder that's cut in half, and you've got quartz in it, and it's, you know, you see them all over the place like that. And this one had been dyed blue. They had the it was the whole face of it was this polished up and and blue. You know, it wasn't like there's a there's a, a cavern, but a very small cavern in it. A lot of times you'll see it, and it's a big cavern, and there's a lot of empty space, but with a lot of crystal in it. Uh, quartz crystal growing in it and but in this case it was mostly solid rock 
with just a little bit of this, you know, kind of like spacing made with all these tiny little crystals, tiny, tiny crystals, druzy we call them, crystals. So he gives this to me, and all of a sudden I'm like, back in that body that's dying and hearing her say to that say that to me when you see your heart in stone you'll know it's the end times and so I realized that this thing is got the a shape of a human heart in it you can see it and over these years all of the blue has left the face of the rock it's not the face is now clear quartz and it's all gone into the area of the heart where it's like colored it I mean you know I don't make this stuff up <laughs> what color did it color it blue oh, yeah. so the blue had concentrated into some place into the heart space yeah and it was you know because like I say this is where that druzy rock was and stuff I mean it's like it, it's it's very very magical um, our blood is really blue you know I know I know and it's not like a heart it's like the human heart which really doesn't look like a heart you know <laughs> you don't get that heart, heart shape until you take two of these human hearts and you bring them together and when you bring them together you've got the shape of a heart did you ever know that I don't know why I know that. I know that though. It I, makes sense. I saw. I saw. I saw them do that. I it was muscle. I got a lot of times. I don't have the sound on, so I'm only seeing. You know. Oh, look at that. What's that? Oh, interesting. Well, maybe that signifies heart connection between people rather oh, than an individual it, heart. Yeah, I absolutely think so. You know, that's that's the truth of it. Mm. So. Um, Okay, Dolly. Mona, did you want to say anything about what we've been talking about? It's all good. It's all good. Where are we at? Um, sensitivities. Hold on. Let me number seven. get there again. Number seven. <coughs> Dizziness. Uh, hold on. Come on, Dolly. Dizziness, loss of balance, back and neck pain. Ringing in the ears, gritty eyes, and blurred vision. <clears throat> well, I have a lot of ringing in the ears. I'd never considered myself having tinnitus or anything. Um, but I'm aware constantly of... Re well, I'm not right this minute because I'm focused on other things. But I'm very um, aware more time... If I focus on it, I'm very aware of it. If I don't focus on it, it's still there, um, which is interesting. And, uh, yeah, gritty eyes, I get that. And also, well, I've had a blur, kind of a blurred vision in my left eye, but I've been told at my latest eye test, which was only a few weeks ago, that I have the start of a cataract, which I'm figuring out how to resolve that put put, um, put honey drops in it well i've also read castor if it's pharmaceutical grade castor oil does it as well 
Well, I would try. I I would trust the the honey because I've been using it. And, oh right. Yeah, and it's like, what what happens is that I start to realize, oh, that cataract, my right eye cataract. I said that thing is growing, and I because I'm having vision problems. So then I get on putting the drops in every day. Yeah, it burns like hell at first, but you know, it doesn't hurt. So your what eye. kind of honey is it? Just because uh, I I have trouble here getting raw honey. Mm. I mean, I have organic honey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because my brother also has a cataract in his left eye as well, which is interesting Well, that we should both have it in the left eye. <laughs> well, I heard that down in South America they sometimes use a raw uh, potato that they'll mm. kind of like tape the potato, raw potato over the eye and overnight they, they're... It, it does something to the cataracts. So I, I can't prove that. It was something that came up, at, you know, somebody said it or whatever. Um, but I thought, oh, that's interesting, and it kind of stuck in my mind. And then Derek was talking about, you know, that there was good reports of uh, cataracts being taken care of, of with uh, honey. And so I looked up natural ways of getting rid of cataracts, and sure enough, honey. All right. I know Manuka's honey is supposed to be very good for healing a lot of things, so maybe I'll look at that. You really want the unprocessed stuff. Oh, Uh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know, in the U.S., when I was there, I would always get raw, unfiltered honey, and I just can't, I haven't found it here. You know, it's like you can get the organic honey, but it's not raw and it's not unfiltered. So I've got to track it down. So, I mean, in some cases, they're better over here with certain things. But on the other hand, some of the things they're not so good with here. So look for a local beekeeper. You know, they, mm. they, they, there might be some guy down the street that has a little place. You don't know. Google it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just see what well, comes up. I always do a lot of search and research, so I'll track it down. But thank you for that tip, actually. Yeah, might as well. Mm. And, I, and I've been—I mean, it's—I've been going to the doctor for what twenty years, the eye doctor, because there's uh, glaucoma in my family. So they test me. I mean, if I lost my eyes, I'd really be pissed. And so mm. you know, I'll go to a doctor that can look and and you know. And so I've been going to them. So they've been watching this thing for 20 years. And like like I say, what happens is that as soon as it starts going down and it's not bothering me, I forget to put the honey in it. So that little, little piece is still there starts growing again until it bothers me. So this time I'm trying to just, you know, keep doing it even <coughs> though I, it's not really bothering me. Hmm. So... But that's just Mona, me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not giving any any medical advice. I'm just saying that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dolly. Well, go ahead. Well, Mona was trying to say something earlier. Oh. Mona, you want to say it? Uh, about what? I don't know. Because <laughs> you only got uh, um, out like you were going to talk, and I heard it. Oh. Well, I go through the dizzy spots where I actually black out. Oh, that's bad. 
and I've been bruised up and down and hurt and but I get over it. Yeah, I had that the other night. I was uh, brushing my teeth and all of a sudden I felt like I was going to pass out. And I think it may have been something to do with the way that I was holding my neck. And I, I, it just I all of a sudden focused on my neck. It's something I was doing with my neck that caused me to get dizzy. And luckily, this is a small house. I got to bed and I laid down. And as soon as I laid down, that, that went away. But, um, yeah, that was so... I can say yes, but only that one occasion. Well, there's been others where I got a little bit lightheaded. But I've got low blood pressure. And all my life, if I stand up too fast, I'll get lightheaded. So I kind of think it's just that. More Do you than, have or, uh, apple juice in your house? Not mm. me? Well, uh, no, well, probably would work on you too, Mona. I, I was talking to Nancy about that. Do you, I mean, questioning her. Do you have apple, like apple drink? I use apple cider vinegar every day. But that's not the same No, I, I don't drink apple juice. No, I never have. Well, you should have some, well, I, uh, the doctor su suggested to Annette, because she's uh, having health issues right now, get some apple juice when she starts feeling uh, dizzy and like she's going to pass out. That means her blood pressure has dropped, at least in her case. And if she drinks some of that apple juice, it will help her blood pressure to raise a little and she shouldn't pass out. Well, mostly I just lay down and I'll be fine. But, right. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I'll get some apple juice. I'll see if I can drink it. He's one of those doctors that's Holistic? Oh, no, hologenic? What? Holistic. Holistic, yeah. yeah. That's the kind of doctor he is. And I'm going to be going to him, too, on the 22nd. So uh, I think we've run into a kind of doctor we've been looking for for years. Nice. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And he says this is the medications that Annette is on now the, he's going to try to work her off of those, <clears throat> but she can't just go off of them all of a sudden because that will put her body into big emergency. <laughs> so he's going to work with her on getting her off of medications. That's good. They are not good for people. Mm -hmm. I... I, I uh, I haven't seen a GP, as we call it here, general practitioner, or what do you call it there? Um, Family practice? Yeah, since 2009. Haven't needed to, thankfully. Yeah. Mm. Very fortunate there, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's my mindset. I don't need it. And if I ever get anything minor which is all I get, I just go straight to the natural immune system boosters and everything else, thankfully. So, right. hell, maybe it's my um, history with horses. I'm healthy as a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's funny. So we're down into the last uh, three minutes, let's say. Um, oh, wow. Is anybody well, got... Well, th thank you for sharing that, Dolly. I know we haven't got very far through it, but it's it stimulated some interesting conversations. Yeah, and I think if, if we run to it when uh, we get a lull in the different conversation we're having, if we go to that, it'll take us a while to get through it, but I think... It's well, yeah, very it's a long list, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, everybody should read through the list and, you know, think about it. Just because you might not realize that you're even doing it. <laughs> Just don't read through the list and manifest issues. No, right? no. <laughs> no, do not adopt it. No, all of them. Oh, I should be feeling like this, so I'm going to no. manifest it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's always a, a, you know, that's a pitfall. That, uh, you know, you have to argue with yourself sometimes and try to get control over your own brain. And don't think you're not good enough for ascension if it if you don't feel that those things are happening. Right. You know. Because you do it in your own way. And maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe you're exactly. in, a, in a much better energy body than we are. Yeah, you're, you're, you're there good. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Everyone progresses at their own speed, so maybe mm -hmm. you have progressed sooner. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or later. Yeah, or later. You know. Riding away, baby, riding away. Walter, if you're listening, we love you and we wish you well, bud. And I'll send in your love blankets. Yeah, yeah. big ones. <laughs> Bless yeah. you, Walt. I love yeah. you. Yeah, but we, we will uh, hopefully, you know, be able to put on some shows even though he's not here. Um, but well, we're up for it. He, he's, he's, let's put it this way, he's not on the call with us, but I don't think that he's very far away ever. Um, okay, so it's the last minute here. Uh, Dolly, you want to say goodnight? Goodnight, y'all. Love blankets. <laughs> How about love y'all. How about you, Mona? Find some peace, share the love, and hug whoever comes across your path. <laughs> there you go. And Jan. Yeah, thank you everybody for being here. I, I just love being part of these shows. We have such great conversations. And uh, I just hope you all get something from them. I do every time. So thank you. Love you all. And um, if I'm not on the show before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Oh, we'll get you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have uh, started up uh, Rumble Station, Shungite Reality. I've also got Shungite Reality on X and on Telegram now. And that's because mm -hmm. Shungite is trending, and I'm trying to get people to really look at the anerology aspects of, the, of it, because otherwise they don't know what they're doing. All right, people, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. Say what? Say What Radio Show, with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>